tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Welcome this morning to our time together as we explore God's word. My name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. And yes, we do desire to make the most of our life. We want to succeed, do well, have a great legacy, and live life to its fullest. Actually, Jesus wants to help us in that endeavor. Uh, John 10.10, where Jesus is speaking, he says, the thief, now we talked about the thief last week, talking about our enemy, the devil, the the, the evil one. He says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly, to have it to the max, to, 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 to get the most out of life. Jesus shows us how. It is to be a servant like him, to serve like Jesus. Now, serving or being a servant can be confusing, a confusing concept, but we do have the basic idea, and actually we're keen on identifying good service. Uh, we notice that. We go to a store. We know when there's good service or not. We go to a restaurant or a business. So what are those stores or businesses that have good customer service? Just yell it at Disneyland. Absolutely. Absolutely. Chick-fil-A, good service. What else? Lego. Lego. Lego land or just Lego stores? Lego. Just Lego stores. Good, good customer service. Anyone else? Walmart? Yeah, I've heard that well as well. Some have said Costco. Some have said Nordstrom's. Not, not wonders of these. It's where people are attentive to us. They're helpful. They're kind. They're personal. They're others' focus. And, and we actually know people like that, not just stores and businesses. We know people like that. They have a servant's heart. What about public servants? <laughs> when I, I know. Does that go together? Uh, yes. Uh, when I think of an amazing public servant, my thoughts go to the late Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. The most photographed woman in the world, the most powerful woman in history, and her aim was to serve like Jesus. In her yearly Christmas address in, in 2012, she said this, this is the time of year when we remember that God sent his only son to serve and not be served. He restored love and service to the center of our lives in the person of Jesus Christ. It is my prayer this Christmas day that his example and teaching will continue to bring people together to give the best of themselves and to serve others. 10 years prior to that, in her 2002 Christmas address, the queen said this, Jesus of Nazareth makes it clear that genuine human happiness and satisfactions lie more in giving than receiving, more in serving than being served. We surely can be grateful that 2,000 years after the birth of Jesus, so many of us are able to draw inspiration from his life and message and to find him a source of strength and courage. Queen Elizabeth did serve humanity. She gave attention to hundreds of charities that served people in need. She sought to console people who were struggling. She personally connected to over 100,000 people. Some say it's 120,000 people each year. 
Now just think about that, how many people you personally contact in a year. Her life reflected a servant's heart. And I don't know how many of you saw her memorial service, but it was viewed by over half the world. The gospel message of Jesus that we're sinful and need a savior and it's found in Jesus went out through song and scripture and reading and what people shared. Half the world heard the gospel message of Jesus Christ. That's incredible. She truly made the most of her long life and served like Jesus. And the truth is we can too. And Jesus is our example, just like the Queen's And in Mark chapter 10, our our scripture for this morning, Mark chapter 10, verse 35 to 45, we find four choices to serve like Jesus in that making the most of life. For to serve like Jesus brings satisfaction to life and a blessing to our world. So I'd like for us to explore this passage today in Mark chapter 10. And but before we get into that, would you mind please standing and let's pray and ask God to, to challenge us this morning. I'm glad you're here. Great opportunity to be challenged and encouraged in your life. Father, thank you for allowing us to learn from uh, your word this morning and the teachings of Jesus. God, help that soak in. And may we even more so serve like Jesus this week, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat and encourage you to take out the worship folder that you received when you came in. Uh, it looks like this. Uh, if you're online, you can grab one of these. There's usually one, a link to that, or just get a piece of paper and write down some notes. There's some blanks to fill in. The answers will be up on the screen. I encourage you to, to jot down some notes. I'll be listing a lot of extra verses in that if you getting tired writing them down. If you go out these double doors and turn left, there's a resource desk there. On there, there's a study guide. And in that has all the different uh, uh, verses and the fill in the blank answer to that, plus a great amount of questions that our life groups, our our small groups go through. Encourage you to do that because our hope is that you would take this time in God's word and use it as a launch pad for some personal study in God's word in the Bible. And we hope this will help. That's why we have a revive section on our webpage to, to help revive your soul. And there's also a link to a podcast that we do most every week to go d- deeper. And also as part of this series, we have this uh, re- resource book uh, devotional called Rooted. If you don't have one, even if you're guests this morning, you don't have one, go to the information table and say, had like a rooted study uh, devotional. They would be happy to give you one of those. And that would be wonderful. But Jesus' teachings of being a servant is unique. Uh, unique back then when he walked the earth, and it is now. Life has always had that self-focused tendency, that self-centeredness, that self-centered bent. And we can feel that to get the most out of life is to be an influencer, to be noticed, to be popular, to be, to be served by others with attention and free stuff and having the, the world revolve around us. And Jesus' disciples were no different. These guys uh, had some issues. So if you take your Bible and open up to the Bible book of Mark, chapter 10, listen to what's going on as we look at verse 35 to 41. It says, And James and John, they were one of the disciples of Jesus, the sons of Zebedee, came up to him, that's Jesus, and they said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us Whatever we ask, you can almost tell, look at Jesus going, okay, here it comes. I mean, he already knows because he's God, but do whatever you ask. And, and Jesus said to them, what do you want me to do? 
And they said to him, grant to us to sit one on your right and one on your left in glory. And Jesus says, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to, to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism with which I am baptized with? And they said to him, oh, we are, we are able. And Jesus said to them, the cup that I drink, you will drink. And the baptism in which I will be baptized, you will be baptized. And he's talking about the suffering and the death that he is going to occur, it's gonna hit them as well. And it did. Grant, but it is for those, but to sit on my right and left, verse 40, uh, is not mine to grant, but it is for those who have been prepared. And when the 10, the other, heard of this, they began to be indignant at James and John. Now these guys, and if you read the Bible book of Matthew's account of this, in Matthew chapter 20, verses 22, about 28, uh, it says their mom got involved, <laughs> you know, helicopter mom. I guess they didn't have helicopter moms in the, you know, I don't know what they called that back then, but they were very much involved. Um, their request was a bit presumptuous, bold, maybe even arrogant, certainly more self-centered than having a servant's heart because Jesus points that out in the verses that follow. And we can be just like this, wanting the recognition, the acknowledgement, the attention, the influence. Maybe not you, but I know I can be this way. And no wonder with James and John, no wonder they were called the sons of thunder. If you want to look up that, that's Mark chapter three, verse seven. But yet Jesus both taught and showed that a life of service should be our aim. And we are better for it. Matthew chapter 23, verse 11, it says, the greatest among you Jesus taught should be your servant. He also said in Mark 9, 35, and when he sat down, that's Jesus, he called the 12 and said to them, if anyone would be first, he must be last of all, the servant of all. See, to serve like Jesus brings satisfaction to life and a blessing to our world. So let's look at these four choices to serve like Jesus. The first is a choice to surrender like Jesus. So these sons of thunder came crashing in with a, their bold, audacious request. And Jesus knows their self-centeredness, their maybe pride, a tendency of their heart. And he gives them this first choice to serve like Jesus, to surrender like Jesus. Look at verses 42 and 43 of Mark 10. And Jesus called them after these... This, James and John asked of this, and, and Jesus called them to him and said, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. But it shall not be so with you. Whoever would be great among you must be your servant. We're called to be different. Let that soak in. We're called to be different. To not look and clamor for allegiance and power and rule and control and to lord over others, but to serve. The Greek word here means helper or minister. It's where we get the word deacon from. It means waiter or waitress, those who give us that great customer service that we know all about. It's attentive to the needs of others. It requires surrendering of our will and way to another. 
And again, Jesus is the perfect example. Uh, take, will, if you will, your Bible and turn over to the Bible book of Philippians. If you keep going forward about four or five books, you'll find it. Philippians chapter two, starting in verse one, and listen to the example of Jesus in this. So if there's any encouragement in Christ following him, any comfort from love and participation in the spirit, God's working in you, any uh, 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 affection and, and sympathy, complete my joy. Uh, Paul is saying to the Philippian believers, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being full according to and have one mind. And here's how to be a surrendered servant. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourself. It's the surrender of our will. Verse four, let each of you look not to his own interests, but the interests of others, having this mind among yourselves, which was yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man, being found in human form, he humbled himself to become obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Jesus is that great, tremendous example who is Jesus, who is creator, God almighty, all powerful, humbled himself, surrendered himself to others. And if Jesus can make that choice, we can too. For to serve like Jesus brings satisfaction to life and, to, and it blesses our world. So let's, let's be willing to surrender our will and our way and be determined to do God's will and way and to live a life of service. The next choice to serve like Jesus is a choice to be subservient like Jesus. Look at verse, go back to Mark chapter 10. Now verse 44 and, and look at what Jesus says here. He says, and whoever would be first among you must be the slave of all. We don't like that word slave. The word slave here has a vast meaning from what this nation and others have done. Yes, to oppress people, treating them brutally and as subhuman, forcing them into actions against their will. The Bible does not, let me repeat that. The Bible does not condone or encourage that behavior. The slaves in Bible times were, yes, at times involuntary, where communities were captured in war, uh, they were born into slavery, or were sentenced by the court to serve as a servant. And yet there were times when people went into slavery voluntarily to escape poverty, to pay off debt, or uh, those were usually called bond servants. And in both of these, God's law is very specific and gives protection to those who are serving and gives people and, and, and time when people are to be given back their freedom. And yet, yet there were abuses. Actually, the apostle Paul challenges a slave owner to treat fairly a slave in the Bible book of Philemon. You can read the whole book. It's a letter that Paul wrote to, uh, to, uh, 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 to Philemon. Being a bond service, was a slave by choice, a choice to, to be subservient to another, first to God and then to those God puts over us. And that's tough for our, our sinful nature. We tend to want to be equal. 
even equal with God. That's the whole reason sin came into our world because the enemy tempted Eve to, oh, come on, God doesn't want to do this because he doesn't want you to be like him. And, and we are always tempted in that way. And being we are part of the Western part of the world, it's, we're not used to living under or being subject to a royalty or a king or someone in that regard. And we need uh, a louder reminder. And yet the Bible is clear. Romans 13:1. let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God and those that exist have been instituted by God. The word subject there means submit, submitted to or in obedience to or subservient to or subordinate to. Jesus made it personal. In John chapter 13, uh, verses one to five, as he washed the disciples' feet. Some of you know the story. It's the last supper. It's the time of, of Passover and Jesus gathers the disciples to the upper room and he does something that just blows their mind. He takes off his outer garments, wraps himself with a towel, takes a water and basin and pours it in and begins to wash the disciples' feet. And they're appalled because that's the job of the lowliest slave in the house. They're the ones that get to clean off the dirt off people's feet. And to have Jesus, their Lord and Savior and teacher, and master, they have recognized him as Messiah. To have him wash their feet, they're, they're just in awe. Peter actually says, no, Lord, not, not me. I'm not going to do this. And he says, oh, you need to do this. But Jesus says this. If you want to turn to it, turn to John chapter 13, looking at verse 12. When they had finished washing the feet, and put on, when he had finished, that Jesus, Jesus had finished washing their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed, resumed his place, at the table, he said to them, do you understand what I've done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash the feet of one another, for I gave you an example that you also should do what I have done. Jesus is that amazing example, and we are to be people who, who are called to be subject to, subservient to God and to others. It's a choice to serve like Jesus. For to serve like Jesus brings satisfaction to life and blessing to our world. So let's step away from the serve me mentality and look at how we might be in submission to God, diligent to fulfill God's purpose over our own. And as Philippians 2, 4 said, that each of you look not only to his own interests, but also the interests of others. Next, it is a choice to serve like Jesus in these four ways to serve like these four choices to serve like Jesus. Go back now to, to Mark chapter 10 again. And now let's look at the last verse we're gonna look at. We're gonna divide it in half in the first half of, of verse 45. Jesus says this, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. Jesus knew his purpose. He knew he was going to go to the cross to pay the penalty for our sin. All the sin of the world would be dumped on him and he would die and pay that penalty and then rise from the dead and three days later to show that he is the savior of the world. But also to show us how to live as one of God's children. The apostle Paul put it this way in 1 Peter 2, verse 21. For to this you have been called because Christ 
also suffer for you, leaving you an example that you might follow in his steps. We're to do what Jesus did. And if Jesus serves, we should serve. We're to serve like Jesus, even when it's not convenient. Matter of fact, if you look at the passage right after this, Mark chapter 10, verses uh, 35 to 45, at 46 and on, Jesus heals this blind man named Bartimaeus. He's coming out of Jericho, and the guys are rushing him along to his next appointment. And this guy calls out, Jesus, Jesus, help me. And the guys are, Shh, just be quiet. Jesus got some important things to do. <laughs> and Jesus stops. He stops. And he heals this man. It's an incredible scene, powerful. Jesus stops to serve. And we'll look at next week a number of incidents where Jesus stopped to serve and do what he could to help people. All throughout the recording of Jesus's life, he's stopping to help those in need, taking time for the social outcasts, eating with those who people shouldn't be eating with, the sinners of life, touching lepers, time with children and women. Jesus made time to serve. How about us? Oh, we have so many opportunities. Many of you helped us to serve at the booth at the community festival yesterday, had the opportunity to hand out thousands of bottles of water and bless people in our community with light ropes at the end. And it was great opportunity. And you used your time wonderfully. You blessed a city for doing that. There are other ways to serve, whether it's in our schools or sure at church, at local senior centers to do some service projects for others. We have a couple listed. You'll hear about them later but also to, to take some time even with your family. I know we need family time. Why not take that family time and serve other people? Show your kids what, how to really make the most of life. It's found in serving others. Or to serve like Jesus brings satisfaction to life and a blessing to our world. And yes, let's be open to those divine interruptions. Maybe God actually brings those into our life because he wants you to serve them. One more choice to serve like Jesus. It is a choice to sacrifice like Jesus. Look at the last part of Mark 10.45. Let me just read the whole verse. For even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus has sacrificed his life for us on the cross. The decision cost him much pain and suffering to the point when he was in the garden, he prayed in agony. Actually, let's look at that. Just if you take your Bible and turn over to Mark chapter 14, looking at verse 32. And they went into the garden to the place called Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, sit here, while, while I pray. And he took Peter and James and John and began to be greatly distressed and troubled. He said to them, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And then he prayed this, Abba, which is, Another way to say, Daddy, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. 
And I don't know if there was a long pause of Jesus waiting for his father to answer. But Jesus answered this, yet not what I will, but you will. Jesus gave up. He sacrificed to the will of the father. He chose to sacrifice. And before that, Jesus sacrificed by working well into the night, healing people and talking with people and helping people understand God and and fulfilling the will of God, what that looked like. His life of sacrifice and service was so real. And for us, it's the giving up of our time and our resources, our money, our energy, our self, and say, not my will, but God, yours. And if Jesus chose to do so, so should we. For to serve like Jesus brings satisfaction to life and a, and a blessing to our world. It's, it's, a, it's a dedication to God's plan. And each of us are part of that plan. So jump in and, and discover your part and serve. Now, I'm, I'm not sure your impression of the late queen But to me, she was an amazing example of a servant leader and sought to exemplify Jesus. We can too. It's a choice to surrender like Jesus. How how are you going to do that? How are we going to do that? It's a choice to be subservient like Jesus. How will that look like in your life? It's a choice to serve like Jesus. What's that going to be for you? It's a choice to sacrifice like Jesus. And I can imagine there's already some things rolling in your mind how you might sacrifice as well. See, when we make these choices, life is good. There is satisfaction and our world is blessed. Let's be a blessing and serve like Jesus. That's how we get the most out of life. Will you pray with me? Father God, I thank you for just the the great example of Christ, the way he has shown us how to uh, live the way we should. Bless us as we uh, seek to live like you, Jesus. Continue to guide us and help us in that. And so God, we give you our life. And Lord, we ask you to bless. Challenge us. Holy Spirit, do a work in our heart. Even now, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.